This week is Holy Week. Christians call this Holy Week because this is the week that Jesus suffered and died and rose again. We're going to spend time this week meditating on the seven words that Jesus spoke from the cross. And today the first word we hear in Luke chapter 23. There they crucified Jesus along with the criminals, one on his right, the other on his left. Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. Where would you draw the line? When someone makes fun of you? When someone embarrasses you? If a friend betrays you? If someone attacks you or assaults you or maybe even your family? Where would you draw the line and stop forgiving? Well, Jesus never did. He was embarrassed. He was mocked. He was ridiculed. He was personally attacked and assaulted as he was tortured. And then he was wrongfully accused and crucified. And yet with those holes in his hands and his feet, freshly pulsating from the nails pounded through, the first words that Jesus spoke were not in vengeance or anger or hatred. Jesus said, Father, forgive them. Who's the them? Well, Judas, who betrayed him, the disciples who abandoned him, the Jews who hated him, the Romans who crucified him, every sinner who ever sinned against him. Father, forgive them. Jesus spoke those words about all of us because that's why he was there, for forgiveness. This is the first word from the cross. Jesus' second word from the cross is also found in Luke chapter 23. Then the criminal said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus answered him, I tell you the truth, today you will be with me in paradise. Where would Jesus stop? Would he even forgive a hardened criminal? Could someone who had committed a lifetime's worth of wrongs be forgiven? Could someone who had sinned so much that he deserved the death penalty, could he be forgiven? Could even this criminal on the cross be saved and go to paradise, to heaven? Yes, even him. This criminal's suffering was intense. Crucifixion was an excruciating way to die. And yet even worse was this criminal's guilt. He knew what he had done. He knew that his punishment fit the crime. He knew that he deserved to be there and die. And so with nowhere else to go and nowhere else to turn, with no other answers in life, he simply turned to Jesus. Jesus, remember me, he begged. A hardened criminal, perhaps, but also a repentant sinner who turned to Jesus for forgiveness and he received it. Let this criminal be a lesson to you and to me. There is no sin too great. There is no sinner too guilty. Could even I be forgiven? Could my lifetime of wrongs be forgiven before the Lord? Could even I, after all that I have done, be saved? 
Yes. Even this criminal, even you, and even me. This is the second word from the cross. Jesus' third word from the cross comes from John chapter 19. When Jesus saw his mother there and the disciple whom he loved standing nearby, he said to his mother, Dear woman, here is your son. And to the disciple, here is your mother. From that time on, the disciple took her into his home. 33 years must have flown by. To Mary, it must have felt like yesterday that she was standing next to a manger and, and holding Jesus in her arms, treasuring up all these things and pondering them in her heart. And now here he was, doing the very thing that she had been pondering for so long. Jesus was dying to save people from their sins. But Mary would not be left lonely after this. While Jesus is our perfect Savior, he was also the perfect Son. And so Jesus commissioned his dear friend and disciple, John, to take care of Mary and to look after her, to treat her as if she was his mother. Here we see so clearly that Jesus is truly human, who loved his mother and deeply cared for her. And yet here we also see that Jesus is truly God, who showed perfect love at all times, even in his dying moments, perfect love for his enemies, for his disciples, for his mother, and for us. This is the third word from the cross. Jesus' fourth word from the cross comes from Matthew chapter 27. About the ninth hour, Jesus cried out in a loud voice, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani, which means, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? What would life be like without God? God makes the planets to, to spin in their orbits. He causes the sun to shine and rise. He makes the rain to fall and water our plants and our crops. He guides us, he guards us, he protects us, he loves us. What would life be like without God? Well, it would be hell. Because that's what hell is. It's separation from God and his love. And that is what Jesus is experiencing in this moment. His father had forsaken him and turned his back on him. Jesus was suffering the most horrible, awful agony and pain. He was suffering the pain of hell. And even worse, he didn't deserve it. We do. The Bible tells us that sin separates us from God. But Jesus didn't sin. We have. And yet there he is, forsaken by the Father to suffer hell. Friends, this is the height of Jesus' love. He went to the cross to suffer hell so that you and I never would. This is the fourth word from the cross. Jesus' fifth word from the cross comes from John chapter 19. Later, knowing that all was now completed, 
and so that the scripture would be fulfilled, Jesus said, I am thirsty. Almost 1,000 years before this, King David prophesied this moment in the Psalms. David said, They put gall in my food and gave me vinegar for my thirst. David prophesied that this would happen. Jesus made sure that no scripture was left unfulfilled. No part of the plan was left unfinished. There was no way that Satan would be left to accuse us as having a part or partial savior. Jesus did everything his father had asked. He fulfilled every promise that was made. This is a relatively small moment at the cross. Jesus was thirsty and got a drink. And yet it is still so important. This is one more moment, one more word that leaves us with absolute assurance. This is the promised Messiah. This is the Christ. Jesus is our Savior. This is the fifth word from the cross. Jesus' sixth word from the cross is in John chapter 19, verse 30. When he had received the drink, Jesus said, It is finished. And with that, he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. This plan had been thousands of years in the making. It started with Adam and Eve. They fell and brought sin and death to all mankind. But God promised them he would send someone to crush Satan's head. Over time, God revealed more and more about this plan. He told Abraham it would be one of his many descendants. He told Moses it would be a great prophet just like he was. He told David it would be someone specifically from his family line, a king that would reign forever and ever. Then God became even more specific with these promises. He said that the Savior would be born of a virgin, that he would be born in Bethlehem, that he would ride into Jerusalem on a donkey, that he would be betrayed, that he would suffer, that he would be pierced, that he would carry sin and guilt for forgiveness and salvation. God had promised and promised and promised. This was thousands of years in the making and his people waited and waited and waited. And in this very moment, Jesus gave a status update on the plan. It is finished. Satan's head was crushed. Hell was vanquished. Death was defeated. A perfect life was lived. Sin was paid for. The gates of heaven were flung wide open. The plan was complete. It is now and will always be finished. This is the sixth word from the cross. Jesus' seventh word from the cross comes from Luke chapter 23, verse 46. Jesus called out with a loud voice, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. And when he had said this, he breathed his last. John chapter 1 in the Bible tells us that Jesus came from his Father, full of grace and truth. Jesus lived a life full of grace, undeserved love, the likes of which we cannot fathom. 
and Jesus, who is the way and the truth and the life, lived in truth and proclaimed the living, enduring words of his Father. And so now, having come from his Father and having lived in obedience to his Father, now Jesus was entrusting his final moments back to his Father. Every breath of his life had been perfect, just as his Father willed. Every breath of his life had been perfect as our perfect substitute. Every painful breath on the cross had been endured just as his Father willed. And every painful breath on the cross was endured as our payment for sin. Now there was one last thing to do. Stop breathing. And so he did. And he died for you and for me. Perfect in life, perfect in death. True man, true God, truly our Savior. This is the seventh and final word from the cross. Let me share with you one verse to help you understand the magnitude of Easter Day. It's 1 Corinthians 15, verse 17. And if Christ had not been raised, your faith is futile. You are still in your sins. If Jesus were dead and still lying in the tomb, this would be a gigantic waste of time. Watching this video would be a waste. Your time of grace would be a waste reading your Bible, going to church, your entire Christian life would be a total, complete, utter waste of time. You see, if Jesus were still dead, your sins would not be paid for. We would be left to wonder if everything Jesus did, if his death even mattered or it even worked. We would have nothing to look forward to. If Jesus were still dead, we would be stuck in our sins, doomed to our own death, and we would have no hope for the future. But you know what? You're not wasting your time because Jesus lives. The disciples saw him multiple times. Peter saw him personally. Mary Magdalene saw him. The women saw him. The disciples on the road to Emmaus saw him. In the same chapter of 1 Corinthians, it says more than 500 people saw Jesus alive. Christ is risen, which means your sin has been paid for. Death and the devil have been defeated. Heaven is yours. The victory belongs to us. And it's all because Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Praise the Lord. Hey, what's up everyone? Pastor Mike here from Time of Grace. Thanks so much for checking out this podcast. Uh, we certainly would love this message to reach more and more people. So if you wouldn't mind rating and reviewing this podcast, it would bring it to more people's eyes and we pray this message into more people's hearts. Thanks for your support and we'll talk to you soon.